0: Hello, my love, and welcome to This Messy, Beautiful Life, the podcast. My name is Erin, and I am so, so happy to have you here. I'm a coach and mindset mentor, a recovering overthinker, an imperfect human on a journey of growth, joy, and healing, and I'm inviting you along for the ride. This podcast will explore concepts of self-development, spirituality, and harnessing our brain, body, soul connection for powerful growth and healing. It's my intention to use this space to change the narrative that says, if you are healing, you are broken because it's just simply not true. The way I see it is that growth and healing is at the heart of us continuing to rise and evolve as humans. So if you are someone on a journey of personal growth and healing, whether it be right at the beginning or currently leveling up and really living the fact that the inner work is never truly done, then you're in the right place. And so, my love, let's learn, grow, share and raise our consciousness together through the power of vulnerability and storytelling. I'm so ready for this and I hope you are too. So let's go. Okay,
1: everybody, welcome back to this Messy Beautiful Life, the podcast, also coming to you potentially one day soon from YouTube as well. So I am so excited to welcome one of my very early guests into the podcast, someone who I have been fortunate enough to be a guest on her podcast. And so when I was making my list of guests to come on, she was right right up the top there. So I will just head straight into doing a really quick introduction of the beautiful Jenny Ottaway who is a holistic wellness coach and theta healing practitioner and I'm sure she will talk to us more about theta healing which I've been lucky enough to experience as well. Jenny works with soul-led women who want to become more connected to their whole selves and she teaches them how to live a life with purpose and intention which opens the door for them to call in the life of their dreams goals and desires. Oh How wonderful does that sound? Hello, Jenny.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Erin. I mean, that's such a beautiful introduction and I'm just so excited to be able to just have a dedicated conversation again with you because I know we had such a fun time when we were on my podcast. So
1: this is just such a treat. Thank you. Oh, thank you for being here. And we've had lots of chats in the DMs on Instagram. We met when we did a mastermind together last year, maybe about almost 12 months ago now. And, yeah, we've had lots of beautiful chats in the DMs, particularly when both of us were in lockdown last year. There was lots of love and support flying between me and Melbourne and you in Sydney. But yeah. it is so lovely to have these chats and to be able to, I guess, share them with a broad, broader audience like two girlfriends sitting down to have a beautiful chat, but sharing it with the world as well.
2: Mm, Yeah. And and I think because even though it's a conversation between the two of us, the experiences that we share are, I know from my own experience of listening to other podcasts, I'm like, yeah, that happens to me. So it's just nice to know that you're not alone when you hear something like a conversation like
1: this on a podcast. Definitely. And I've even been reflecting back on my own journey and I'm relatively newish to podcasts, you know, in the last couple of years or so. And I know that when I was earlier on in my healing journey, that it would have been so, so helpful for me just to be able to have more access to people going through similar things and talking about different things. I mean, everything happens in the time that it's supposed to happen, but Mm. I just really believe we are so lucky. There's pros and cons to social media, but they're so lucky to have this amount of information at our fingertips now.
2: Yeah. Cause it's all about support and connection, I think for, for all of us. And you want to know that you are supported or you can be supported and you also want to connect with others and connect so that something either resonates or it doesn't. And because it just, then that makes you feel like we're not alone. Cause you know, we're, we're flying through this journey, this life journey on our own solo, but we have all these other things coming into our orbit and it's kind of like you know just understanding that we're not alone and so we do have similar experiences like we're all sharing similar experiences and
1: we just open up more about it i think make yeah. it normalize it too you know uh, yes such a big fan for normalizing it because we hold so much to ourselves I don't know about you, but I've spent so much of my life thinking I was not normal or there were things that were happening to me or things inside my head that were not normal. And Mm. by having so much more access to people talking about stuff now, I realize, oh, whatever normal means. But, you know, like, yeah, we are more alike than we are different.
2: Yeah. And I think for us to be able to, um, articulate it and to, you know, like we were talking about balance before off camera and, you know, balance is, it seems like we're all trying to strike it, you know, and certainly, um, when we were in the corporate world and, you know, it's like, find that work life balance, <laughs> you know, Yeah. and it just seemed so elusive and, yeah. Now that I'm not in corporate and you're not in corporate, it's kind of like, well, I'm, I'm a business person and I've got my own, um, you know, my own goals, my own vision, but it's still, still trying to find that balance between, you know, what's happening outside of us as well as, you know, what's happening in the business and then coping with family life, right? Yes, yeah.
1: So let's follow this thread. I we do have to come back and I want you to talk a little bit more about what you do because I've introduced you, but let's follow this thread about balance while we're here. Because we were just having a really good chat about it. So you and I are both liberans. So yeah. our life is a lot about the pursuit of balance. And yes. <laughs> you know, as humans, as women, as mums, this this thread of what is balance? And what does it look like? And for me, I think it's this notion that it can look different at all points in time, it can look different Mm -hmm. from one day to another. So yeah, let's talk more about what it means for you, because you were just calling out some of the challenges that you're having, or some of the reflections that you'd had about balance.
2: Yeah, well, I think for me as a mother, and so I'm an, you know, as an older mother, I had my career for 10 years, Well, good 10 years before I had my kids. And I think that, you know, suddenly you have these beings who are dependent on you. And so Mm. I focused a lot on that. Plus, I had a career, plus, Um, you know, now they're older, but I still want to care for them, or I still want to be there for them. I think that it's really important for, you know, whoever's in your um, family circle to know that no matter what, that you will be there for them. That's what life I think is all about is knowing that your loved ones or people you care about, they can be family, they can be friends, whatever. Mm. But I think knowing that you are, you have that circle and that you would drop, you know, like drop whatever you're doing to be there for that person. And I think then balancing that with your own goals, my own goals and the things that I want to achieve, I have struggled a bit because I tend to put other people's needs first before <laughs> my own. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so how do you, you know, how do you do it? Because I know you're at the other end of the spectrum where you've you've got, you know, a newborn. So I've done all that. And I remember all that that time of holy, you know, this is what? You know, and there's no no manual. And, you know, you you've got I know you've got family there in, in Melbourne, but it's it's very um, you know, it's very what? Like you feel like you've just been thrown in the deep end.
1: Oh, totally. And look, um i'm struggling with it too you know like i think and the thing with kids particularly probably little kids but you can probably tell me otherwise but they're constantly changing and shifting so you just get used to something and you think you've got the balance correct and then their routine changes you know she's transitioning from two sleeps a day to one sleep a day those sorts of things but i have found it much harder than i expected to be honest Um, I'm an an older mum and I think in many ways that's been a positive thing because I look at the human that I am now compared to how I even was five years ago, let alone ten years ago, et cetera. So for my situation, I I really thought that was a a benefit. But what I've been realising is I'm a little bit stuck in my way, like stuck in my ways, but I'm a little bit like I know how I like things to be. I've gotten to a point of becoming much more comfortable with my own uh, company, which was a big thing for me. and in trying to be much more present in myself and in the moment, I sometimes find that hard when there's another human relying on me, right. Yeah. So this is a very real thing for me right now, and I've been going through all of the roller coaster of emotions that says, "Am I a bad mum because of this? And mm. sometimes I don't know quite how to meet her needs whilst also meeting, my, my, meeting mine. Yeah, um, and I've just really been on this journey lately of really same as what you're saying. Like, how do I prioritize myself
0: mm-hmm.
1: first and foremost? Because we know it's like put your own oxygen mask on first. We all know that. Mm. But again, you know, it's it's constantly changing, and it brings up that it comes back to that thing of balance. Like balance doesn't always look like this. Right. Right. And I uh, think also... For those listening on the podcast, for those right. of you who can see, <laughs> those listening on the podcast, I'm holding my hands
2: evenly. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching it on YouTube, you totally get it, but...
1: <laughs> Sorry, I just interrupted your thought. I just realized that's not fit for the, the podcast.
2: No, no. Well, you were showing the balance of scales, and yeah. I guess, and in my mind, I was like, actually, there's that, and then the balance is and for me. It's actually a, a wheel, and there's different spokes on that wheel where we, you know, and at one point, the wheel sort of shifts into that area, whether it's relationships or finance or whatever it is, and you're yeah. focusing on that. So for me, I think it's um, just. Being able to honor myself, but also honor the humans that are around me, whether they're the friends or the family, and but and also then tending to my own business, which you know as you mentioned, I do um, theta healing, and I am a wellness or, you know, I'm a holistic wellness coach. And what that means is, is that I look at all the points on that wheel of, you know, am I serving myself in my self-care? You know, am I serving myself in how I speak to myself, my earning capabilities, you know, all of the things that kind of impact us. And I I think from a balanced perspective, there's never going to be a this or that, you know, it's always Mm-mm. everything, everything. And it's one will be, I'll be focusing more on like, so right now relationships are, are really important with my girls because, you know, they've finished their schooling and I'm learning a lot about, um, Well, what is wellness? And wellness is so many things. It's mindset. It's what we eat. It's finding the calm in the day through meditation or journaling. Like there's, it's grounding in the earth. There is, you know, but primarily it's, there's a lot, what we put into our body is really what comes out, you know, like there's, if you're putting, crap into your body, you're going to find that it's, you know, that's how you're feeling. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like crap if I'm, you know, having too much, um, dairy for me, right. I'm just like, Oh, you know, (laughs) so (laughs) I, I don't eat a lot of dairy, uh, anymore. And I think that that it's kind of that same, what you, the, the, what you focus on, that's where your energy goes. And then that's what you get. and, and, I've always known this, Erin, I've always been into personal development, and I know that, you know, the balance is um, focusing on ourselves and, you know, not worrying what other people think, but there's a lot of societal conditioning that happens, and as a you know, reformed or recovered people placer. <laughs> you know, I think that takes a lot of um practice to be able to say, well, I'm comfortable in my own skin to focus on my family right now, even though I'm I've still have my business and that's taking off. Um, I get the luxury of being able to say, I'm gonna focus on them because they need me mm-hmm. and um I'm also gonna carve out some time. I mean, I do. Um, I do carve out time for myself and it's usually in the morning. So I did meditate this morning for 20 minutes or so with um, a tape, um, not a tape with um, (laughs) that showing my age Um, with a, um, you know, listening to Dr. Joe Dispenza on my phone. I've got a recording of him and I just listen to that and I just get into, you know, I'm nothing and there is nothing. And, you know, thinking absolutely nothing and that's when you know you start to have those elevated emotions of you know just incredible experience but um coming back to just wanting to have um it's just awareness Mm. isn't it like you were saying you know that awareness of um what makes you happy
1: yep yep and that's where all of this starts right it's this awareness of how you are, how you're being, how you might want things to be different, and that's where, you know, that's the hard bit sometimes because we don't know what we don't know, but then it's then the follow-on of then making the change or recognising what we want to be different. But life is constantly shifting and evolving, and so it's, it's allowing ourselves to roll with it but not be taken down a path that is not ours, I suppose,
2: yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm not great at it yet, but I do practice. Um, cause I, you know, I've got a lot of energy and I'm really, um, I've always been super joyful and, but then something happens and I just like have a, like, oh my gosh, what just happened moment, you know? Mm. And I do, um, back in, you know, back in the early days of, you know, when I was growing up, anxiety was not termed anxiety. It was either, you know, you were having a nervous breakdown or it was, you were a worrier, you know, you were a worrier. And so when I was growing up, I was, you know, my mom and, you know, she knew me as a worrier because I was always thinking of that next step. Mm. It was the anxiety in, in me, you know, and I've learned how to I've learned over time how to um, be more present and to really focus on the joy. And as I said, you know, just bringing that joyful energy and effervescence and just wanting, you know, wanting to be able to focus on the good rather than the negative, which our society wants us to focus on. Yeah. Yeah. Focus on the negative because that's what sells.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we were having this conversation just before and we've had it a number of times. There is so much noise happening at the moment in the world, there's lots of division. There is lots of this notion of pick it, pick a side and you have to pick a side. Mm -hmm. And this feeling that we were talking about of, you know, wanting to do something, but not knowing where to kind of step in. How do I, you know, where we both consider ourselves to be empaths and so quite sensitive to that energy. So asking ourselves that question of where do I step in versus where do I step back?
2: Yeah. Cause you could definitely have a solo journey. Like you could just ignore whatever is going on around you, but I am fascinated. Like I, and I want to be part of it. I feel that mm. there is definitely um, a shift in the global energy. I think people are feeling, you know, it's, it's definitely, I mean, they term it waking up, right. But I really feel like what that means is consciousness and thinking, well, you know, what do I want from my life? What do mm. I feel passionate about? And if I want this, you know, passion in, and that's just showing up hundred percent, you know, and not saying, I don't know what I want. It's saying, I want this and then failing at that. If it, you know, let's say it doesn't work out. So you fail at that and then going, okay, well that didn't work out, but I'll try something else, you know, and it's constantly that evolving and that I think for me is where I just want to keep I just want to keep um discovering because like it's just such Mm. a the world's just such an incredible place
1: right now yeah because the duality of you know all of this noise is that we have so much access to stuff that we didn't have before yes you know and that's a beautiful thing like I mean, you know, we're, we're in the same country, but, you know, for a while there we couldn't even cross into our borders, right? But we can still sit, we can communicate, we can sit and have chats, we can all of that sort of stuff. We could be on the opposite sides of the world and we have access to each other. We've never met in person. Yeah, We, we know each other because of the magic of the internet, really. So that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I just think more and more it's just I, the universe could not be giving any more messages to me about how important it is to first start here. Mm. And then, what you know, both you and I work in this space of, you know, we we do want to make change. We do want to make a difference in people's lives, mm. but that comes with starting from here, starting with a, within ourselves and from the heart. You know, we can be say what we want to say, do what we want to do, feel what we want to feel, as long as we're doing it with love and compassion and genuine wish for the greater good. Mm. But it does all come back to us.
2: Yeah. And I think there's also, um, I want to recognize that um, there, are, there are multiple opinions, you know, like I know, um, like I'm pretty easygoing. I think there's that, um, you know, the wanting to be liked there's a little bit of that legacy of wanting to be liked. So I don't really, I wasn't a big person in groups to kind of clash with anybody and say, well, I don't really agree with that. And this is my opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm actually quite open to different opinions, which doesn't mean that I am a pushover. um, Although I have been at times, but I think, (laughs) you know, but I think it's about honoring other people's opinions and where they're, where they are in their journey. And Mm -hmm you know, understanding that there is no right and wrong. I, I know you said earlier, you know, you want to make sure you're not a bad mother. And like, I, that totally resonated with me. Like, I remember feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm, I just don't know how to do this. I'm a Terrible mother, you know, like it should be innate. (laughs) Mm. And it just wasn't, you know. And I think when we judge ourselves, like everything comes back, Erin. Everything comes back to not what other people think about us, but what we think of ourselves. Yeah. And that's and that's why it's really important as a mother to know that they're just different we're all just so different and we're, you know, some people have certain gifts and my gifts were in other areas. I was so creative with my girls. You know, I had them painting on easels and we were always doing craft and making things. And, you know, when I look back, I mean, they don't remember a thing. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> take lots of pictures as evidence. <laughs> oh yes, we did yes. do easel painting and, <laughs> you know and of course I've, I'm still because I'm a hoarder I'm an organized hoarder so I keep every memory every you know I kept my cast from when I was run over by a motorcycle at age three. Oh dear I know I kept that cast until like literally 10 like no like five years ago I finally <laughs> got rid of it it had all my brothers and sign- my brothers and sisters signatures yeah. on it but so it meant a lot but I think for your kids um and my mom was the same she always kept all those memories yeah um,
1: my mom's the same too <laughs>
2: ah, we love it and I've done it for my kids too so they will remember but I guess my point is is that we're all very different in and we bring our unique experiences to motherhood mm-hmm. and you know now that I'm sort of out of you know I've been in my oldest is 20 and my um, youngest is 18 and I kind of think gosh I actually did do a good job you know if I look back on all of that we it was bumpy for sure but I feel in a really good place right now.
1: Mm, That's so beautiful. Mm. Ah. Thank you. And and your your girls are, you know, now very much on their own journey and adventure and you know, obviously have been as they've been transitioning but into adulthood. Mm. But it must be just beautiful to watch and see that, you know, yeah, despite all the worries and the mistakes for want of a better word. Mm. Um how wonderfully they're doing and you've surely got to be able to take a good chunk of credit for that right
2: (laughs) of course (laughs) no I think um you know we guide our kids We, Mm. we guide them through life and you know we make mistakes as well like you know I definitely have made some you know just well, big mistakes, but I think the great thing for them is to see what I've learned from making those mistakes and then how I now show up and, you know, what I, cause you know, you don't want to keep repeating those mistakes None. and not learning from them. So I feel like I'm at a place now where I don't even feel like their mom sometimes, you know, like I'm listening to the same music that they are. I mean, I actually think they're listening to the same music that I've been listening to. So, Thanks for coming on board. <laughs> so I think, um, but they would, they would deny that. But when they were three and four, we were listening to electronic music. You know, I was very yeah. much into dance music and kind of, I was always right up there. Although I know that's probably not the definition, but, you know, supporting Aussie talent 100%. and, you know? And
1: um,
2: so I think for, for us as mothers, just know that you do get to that place or you can get to that place of where I feel like I'm more their friend now, which is interesting because it's, I still need to put in boundaries yeah. and, you know, boundaries is another area. I think for so many people where we don't want to make, com- we don't want to have confrontation. So we don't put that boundary in. And I'm just learning that, and how, wh- how I know if I haven't, my boundary isn't strong enough as I feel pissed off, yeah. I feel resentful, resentful. Yeah. You know? And I think that's where, um, I'm listening a lot more to my intuition and my gut feeling. And if something doesn't feel right and yeah, I'll probably, you know, I'll probably complain about it. Cause Actually, somebody, a boss that I had um, years ago once said to me, if you want, you know, if you've got an issue, complain to somebody who can do something about it. Mm. Like, just don't go talk about, you know, to the staff and, you know, nobody who, people who can't do anything about it, complain to somebody higher up who has the power and the authority to be able to make change. I thought that's so good because, you know, we'll whinge and moan about all sorts of things to our friends, but really, you should just go to the person where you have the beef with, you know, <laughs>
1: like just go and talk to them. Yeah, exactly. And in this
0: instance, who better person than ourselves? <laughs> yes. Let's talk to ourselves. Are you going to do something about it, girlfriend? Yeah, that's it. Yes, exactly.
2: And, and I think that's where coming back to that support component, you know, if you've got friends who are really mm. honest with you and can say, well, you need to sort that out or, you know um I feel like I have had that luckily I've had that in my in my life where I've had friends who have said you know you can do this I mean oftentimes I don't listen to their advice I listen to my own um because it's just it's your it's your journey you know nobody's walked in my shoes but me
1: no and I used to do that a lot I used to Seek a lot of advice outside of myself. You know, like I was always asking for opinions. And it was because I wasn't listening to my intuition. I was too much in my head. I knew the answer. You know, it's like we know, like when we're working with our clients, our coaching clients, like most of the time, my thought is, you know, the answer to this, it's inside Mm -hmm. of you. I don't necessarily say that to them in that way. It's Mm -hmm. then up to me to help support them to find that. But we know that the answer is inside of us, it's there. It's just, So that's a big sign for me, too much in my head, too much asking for other people's opinions. That's when I know that I'm really not listening to my intuition. Yes,
2: yeah. And caring, I guess, about um, what other people are thinking. And, you know, I've had a few people tell me, oh, you need to do this. And it's like... Do I though, or is that coming (laughs) from your place of fear and, you know, how you would feel if you were in my position, you know, like, it's just, I think if we can get rid of the fear, fear grips so many of us. And Mm. I know for me, you know, I'm becoming more fearless. I want to get a t-shirt that says something like that, you know, just be fearless. Yeah. Because I just feel like we're all we all live with this, oh my gosh, you know, what is that person going to think about me? Or I could never do that because I'll fail, you know, not all just, they're just fear is um, false evidence appearing real. Mm, love that. And it's just, it is, you know, it's just, there is no evidence. It's just, it's like, it's just our own, you know, whatever those limiting beliefs mm. are that we hold that, oh, I could never do that. Yes, you can. Cause we all have this capability and that's, that's like breaking that barrier down. If you can break that barrier down, oh my gosh, Aaron, we we would all just be living in our true empowerment
1: 100%. And I love that you've brought up this you know this topic of fear because it is holding so many of us back because a lot of it is so unconscious because yeah. of the conditioning that we've had in our lives and you know I know that's, that's the work that we do with our clients. But my vision is for a world one day where people don't need people like me because kids have been raised in much more secure kind of attached environments that, mm. you know, in, I know in my case, like I'm much less reactive, so that has a better um, impact on Isabella. She's raised in a family where she's supported to do whatever her dreams are, to follow her passions and her purpose from an early age, none of this pushing down a particular path. Mm. That's my vision for the future. But right now where we're at now, and this has been one of the things that I see constantly in my own healing journey and that of others is we have so many fears that we're just so unaware of.
2: Yeah. I wonder if we, you know, if we all sat down and wrote out what our fears were. I mean, that, I think that really takes a lot of courage to even just acknowledge. I have this fear around, I don't know, money, you know, money, that money is hard to earn or, Mm. you know, that it's difficult to earn. Cause that's what I grew up with, you know, as one of six kids, right. It was very, Um, although later on in my dad's, um, career, he was successful. So as the youngest, I was pretty lucky because I didn't see as much of the, you know, frugal needing to be frugal. Um, although I, I experienced it cause I was in the seventies before credit cards came around. Right. Yeah. And then credit cards came into, um, you know, into play and then that was it for everybody. You know, everybody had money. They just didn't have their money. That's right.
1: (laughs) That's a whole other topic. That's right.
2: (laughs) That's for our money podcast. (laughs) So I think, yeah, I think um, there's definitely a lot that we can do to um, break down those fears. And, you know, it's it's just such a like fear. I said this the other day to one of my clients. You know, it's in the uncomfortable where we grow, and it just it Mm. doesn't make a lot of sense like why would I want to feel that icky feeling of um, pain and sorrow and hurt and sadness when I could just distract myself and then I don't have to feel that but it's where you're feeling that uncomfortable feeling is where you start to examine well, what is this that's making me feel that way oh yeah it's because I react this way when something happens so powerful yeah.
1: so powerful and yeah look I, I was um, just talking about this today like I understand why some people don't want to do this work. I really get it. It's it's it can be scary. It can be completely overwhelming. I've just come out of a week of shit, <laughs> to be honest. Um, you know, one of those really down kind of times in in the roller coaster of life because I've been addressing some stuff that's been coming up for me. And yeah, I totally get it why some people just opt out of it and just go, nope, that's not for me. I'm happy living this life as it is and Either I can't deal with that now or I just can't deal with that.
2: Yeah. And I can't, like, I can't really, I just don't understand when people try and label, you know, like, or just say, well, that's, you are a, you know, X or whatever. You know, I just really struggle with that in a, in the journey. Like it's one thing not being willing to do the work, Mm. but it's another when, you know, somebody says, oh, well, you know, you're just, Blah. Well, you know whatever the ag- adjective or the label is, you know, I just go, well, I would never call you something. Like I would never say that you were a particular type of person, you mm-hmm. know, like I just let, I just live and let live. I, you know, as much as I can, of course, you know, we all judge, but I think, yeah, why don't we all just let each other live our lives, you know, without having to say, oh, you're a certain person. Yeah. How do you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you could only see me as reflected through your own views and experience anyway, right? Like I had this massive moment, you know, you know it, but I had this massive moment about a month ago where um, I had a really uncomfortable conversation and I just had, the, it hit me. You can only see me through as a mirror of yourself. So I, I'm i not responsible for how you see me. Yeah. And yeah, that is wow, you can only see me, I'm a projection of the things that you don't like in yourself and you can only see me as far as the healing work you've done, for example. Um, And it is, it's that really abstract thing, isn't it, of, you know, we, we are humans and we crave connection and community and we want to be liked and loved and accepted. And also, like you said before, this is a very solo journey.
2: Yeah, it's a very solo journey just because I think once you understand that if you channel all of that desire for acceptance from other people, mm-hmm. if you channel all of that desire for acceptance from ourselves, like and channel it within ourselves, that's where I think the true power comes. You know, when mm-hmm. I stop feeling like I need, oh gosh, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's often instances like I've always loved dress ups, you know, and always loved um, costume parties and just, you know, just being different. And I think that's probably why I came to Australia is because every, I mean, I've been here 30 years. There's my Aussie accent. (laughs) That's the only thing I can say, that water, only that sounds a little bit like Boston. That's my Boston accent. (laughs) But I think that, you know, coming here and just being a little bit different and, you know, I love to, as I said, like just dress up in costumes. Like one time we went to this, um, it was like a Viking party. And my friend was having her 30th birthday. So it's, you know, oh, it's not that long ago, actually. But. <laughs> a yeah, a couple of years. And um, anyway, so I was so excited because I was like, oh, we get to be different. We get to dress up and these. So, you know, at the time, my, um, my husband, he's now my ex-husband, but we went to the costume store and we rented these costumes and, you know, with the Viking hats. And I was like the maiden, you know, the wench kind of outfit, you know, with the the what is it like the um corseted um, yeah, yeah, the, you cross, know, the, yeah. yeah that cross thing mm-hmm. and uh anyway and so we were so excited she's like yeah we're gonna eat with our hands it's gonna everybody's gonna be vikings and so anyway we went all in and of course um at the restaurant it was being held at a restaurant and we were the first to show up because i always have this thing of being right on time and the servers were so excited they're like we are so excited we're gonna have a full, a room full of Vikings. This is going to be so fun anyway. And as more and more people arrived, she hadn't arrived yet. More and more people arrived. I was like, God, where is her? Where are her friends? You know, this this is really getting embarrassing that we're here and nobody else is. Anyway, it turns out she had told everybody, uh, somebody had said, oh, who wants to be a Viking? And poo-pooed it, right? And so she changed it to sort of a glamorous party, but hadn't told me. And so we were the only ones dressed (laughs) in the restaurant. As Vikings. <laughs> And so I remember like at the time we were mortified, you know, and particularly my Mm. ex-husband was like, oh my gosh, we are so different here. And, but then what happened was people wouldn't let us go and change, you know, like, cause Mm. we, I must've had a premonition. We had closed downstairs in the car park and I was, I must've had a pre, maybe we were going out afterwards. I forget why we had closed downstairs, but anyway, we were like, right, that's it. We're going to change. They're like, no, no, you have to. Anyway, it was the most fun dinner because everybody was wearing the, the Viking hats with the horns, they were passing it around, Mm. you know, and, and then we were all sort of like eating the food with our hands. So it actually turned out really fun and different. And it sticks in my memory. Like imagine if it was just another birthday party.
1: You know? Yeah. Yeah. What strikes me as you're telling that story was how quickly you went from being so excited to be doing something different to then when the group norm completely changed straight away, one of your first things to do was question yourself and wanted to be not different again. Yes. Yeah, totally. Amazing. Like how you know, we can be so excited about something and then a group dynamic can just change something just like that. Yes. It is incredible
2: how, you know, the, the peer and also just the whole, you know, standing out from the crowd Mm. and, you know, like literally you could not like, maybe if you were in a nice glamorous, you know, or like, I don't know, like, a don't know, like some other costume, like a seventies costume or something, you know, you wouldn't stand out as much as you would. Like he was wearing you know, faux fur, like, you know, remember, like, Vikings used to wear, like, I've got a picture in my mind, a very clear picture in my mind. So, but I just that whole time represented for me, like, in the end, it actually was better than it could have been, perhaps, Mm. you know, because everybody was on board, and they celebrated it. And, you know, they celebrated the difference. And so it was kind of like, and not to take away from the birthday girl, but (laughs) You know, it was kind of like we we'd hijacked it uh, a little bit because, <laughs> you know, but and she felt so bad, like she looked beautiful. And I still remember what she was wearing, this beautiful long dress and just looked divine. But, you know, it didn't matter in the end because yeah. we had such a great time. And and that's when I think, you know, we all have to just let go of that fear of being different. Mm -hmm. because you're different anyway and it's either celebrate it or get back in line
1: it's a beautiful thing our difference is what makes us uniquely us and I think that story also really represents the power of mindset too you know the ability you could have a gone and changed or b it could have ruined your night and you could have sat there but instead you chose with the support of the the lovely energy of the group as well but you chose Mm -hmm. to embrace it you know and it's still in your memory now. We're talking mm-hmm. about it now. Like I just yeah. think that's a that is a beautiful example of the power that we have to choose the way that we feel in any moment as well. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Well, let's I just want to, I'm loving this chat. I want to give you a chance though to talk a little bit about theta healing and the work that you do with your clients too, because I have been lucky enough to experience it for myself firsthand. And it was actually my first real into energy healing. Um, I've been surrounded by things. Obviously, I'm super curious about all this sort of stuff. But I do think for a long time, I resisted it because I wasn't quite ready. And so big believer in things coming to us when we're ready. So Mm. yeah, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, well, I discovered
2: theta healing. So theta healing is basically when your your brain waves go into a s- sort of a pattern of just before we go to sleep. It's kind of that subconscious, you know, place where um, we can start to dream, uh, you know, a little bit. But you know, you're still in and out of of awareness. And it's actually where we can heal ourselves. And so I was fascinated with this, that we could actually heal ourselves. Like, how does that even, you know, how is that even possible mm. given, given all the things that we, um, are bombarded with, uh, every day, you know, from, outside, you know, from corporates and that sort of thing. So I think for me, it was like, how do I harness this? And and I wanted to learn more about it. So when I go into the theta brainwave state, state with my clients, they then are experiencing, um, we can get rid of limiting beliefs that they have. Um, they can replace those limiting beliefs then with positive feelings, or even feelings that they might never have felt before in their life. You know, some people have never felt what it feels like to have discernment, to understand what it feels like to know that, you know, I can, I can decide if that's right for me or not. You know, I can, whereas a lot of people, like sometimes they just accept what something is for, Mm. you know, without questioning it. So it really is about giving them the power and the healing in that brainwave state it's very similar to hypnosis in some respects it's very similar to reiki it is energy work because as we know everything around us is energetic and you know we all are are made up of energy and even just us communicating through this um we're in a zoom right now so in i can still feel your energy even though we're not sitting physically in the same room we actually have this ability of virtual reality here right now in ourselves you don't have to look through Mm. you you don't have to look through a viewer um, in order to have that experience so theta healing allows me to work with clients who might want to clear things and, and because the conscious mind want and the ego want to stop us from getting to that healing point. So it's like, we want to hold on to those things. We want to hold on to being a victim. We want to hold on to being right. And so that's in the conscious mind. So theta healing goes into the subconscious mind and helps to clear away those things that no longer serve us and replace them with the things that do, or maybe we want to, you know, the desires and the things that we want to heal. So it's a really powerful um, modality that I discovered. And I mean, I just love it because I incorporate uh, meditation as well. I always start off with a couple of meditations with new clients and, you know, healing the baby in the womb and then, you know, repairing of the broken soul. So there's a lot of um, visualizing as well. You visualize what it you know you go back in time to that time when you were a baby in the womb and you know there's just different things that have happened throughout our lives it just allows you to focus
0: mm.
2: it, like in a session when I do a session it's about focusing on that person because it's not about me obviously it's about them and focusing on the things that they want to heal and you know might need a couple of sessions right yeah. we yeah. don't heal ourselves in, in one <laughs> in one go unfortunately
1: not yeah,
2: know. <laughs> but you know, it's about giving you the the tools because then you can go away and go okay well I can do this, uh, as well. You know, you don't have to have a theta healer there. I'm just like a facilitator. Um, you know, once you start to learn the tools, you can do it yourself too. And, and it's also there's that having that belief in a higher power. So whether it's mm. source or the universe or God, or, um, you know, whatever your higher being the energetic being that there is, we call it creator of all that is. So there is a, a force, which, allows us to you know wants the best for us and the universe does god wants the best for us so it's about tapping into that and knowing that that is meant for me and it's just such a beautiful way of looking at life and Mm. so i was very lucky to discover this um, way of of healing and yeah it's been such a wonder i mean it's been a wonderful journey for for me and for my clients And, you know, as you said, like you experienced it and it felt, you know, you had a lot of shifting. It just helps you to shift Mm -hmm. things that you don't want to have in your life anymore and teaching new ways of being.
1: Yeah. And more and more, I'm really seeing the benefits in myself and also in others of doing this type of work alongside the mindset work, because, you know, like we said before, facing our fears, facing, uncovering our limiting beliefs can be challenging healing all healing work can be challenging but Mm -hmm. I think having a conscious awareness of it is one thing and then there's all of this stuff that sits in our subconscious that can be hard to shift from a conscious perspective so using these types of modalities to really complement that I think is so so powerful
2: Yeah. It's almost like, um, I see it as, as using a little bit of armor, you know, you just start Mm. to put up these ways to protect yourself and, and create, or a bubble, you know, like a protective bubble around yourself. And more and more, as you do this sort of work, you understand that actually you can fortify your energy by doing certain things to help protect you from, you know, the people who might not want to see you doing so well, you know, they, Oh, you know, you'll never, you'll never be able to have that or you'll never be good enough or whatever. You know, there are a lot of negative things and this is teaching you how to repel that. And, and also just to know that
1: that's not your truth.
2: Yeah. You you hold your truth. Yeah. Oh,
1: hundred percent. Love that. It comes back a lot, you know, what you said before about boundaries, but then, you know, how we manage our own energy and protect ourselves from that other energy that you were speaking about that everybody has uh, and, and, and know, knowing and picking up on what's ours versus what's other people's.
2: Yeah. Which then goes back to being an empath and being very mm-hmm. sensitive to that. And I think having to create, um, you know, create, like I often do it even in, I think even in the car today, um, I just, pro- I can do it around, um, my, you know, the house, I can do it around my car. I just put a protective bubble around mm. me. And it's probably also, you know, you're just coming into the present moment because you know how sometimes you can be driving and they're like, gosh, how did I get here? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Cuz you're not yeah, you're not present. Yeah, and I yeah. think for me I often um try and just remember, you know, get present just if I need to put myself in a protective bubble, go okay, you know, there might there's cuz we had heavy rain today here in Sydney. Oh my gosh. So I was on the road driving and I thought, you know, I'm just going to put a little protective bubble around myself and just drive really carefully and just be aware,
1: be present to everything that's going on around me. Yeah, I love that. So I'm so conscious of time. We have just been having the most amazing chat. So I I think we'll just, I I want to start wrapping it up. But before we do, and we'll talk about in a sec how people can get in contact with you. But before we do wrap up, I would just love to know really about this notion of joy that you mentioned before and being focused on what brings us joy. And I would love to know what it is that really brings you joy and that absolutely fills your soul with so much light? Mm.
2: Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, and I don't think we often get a chance to tell people. So I think it, thank you for asking that question. Um, what I've learned is, um, to be present to what, whatever it is that brings me joy. Um, I, I know I wrote on your, um, you asked this question on your post today as well. Mm -hmm. And I wrote about, um, being present with my, um, dog. I've got you know, I've got two daughters, they're gorgeous, but I love um, my dog because she gives me unconditional love. <laughs> like, you know, what's not to love about a dog, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> any animal, really, I actually love all animals. But, um, and so I love that she brings me into the present moment mm. because it's, you know, we get so distracted by life and things. And oftentimes I'll be looking on my phone and she'll like, I can feel her looking at me. And it's like, can you just focus on me for a second, you know, <laughs> but that's not what I want to share about. I like, I, cause I do love my dog, but it really, the thing is where you find your joy and your happiness is following the thing that actually just lights you up inside. And I love flipping furniture. <laughs> I absolutely love it. So I, um, I reconditioned, uh, I re upholstered these chairs and I put them on a Facebook group that I was in. And I was like, um, this is what I've done. Does anybody have some spare chairs that they would like to give? And you know, that you're no longer using. Cause I would love to take them on as a project and people like, Oh my gosh, are you an upholsterer? And I was like, no, no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just somebody who does this because I love it. And my latest project is um, I bought, uh, I didn't buy, sorry, that was um, I got a Balinese day bed from somebody. Oh, that yes, I saw were, that
1: on Instagram,
2: yes. Yes, and they were giving it away and it's so beautiful. So I've gone out and I bought some um, oil to I'm going to sand it back with a sander and I've already got somebody who's interested to buy it.
1: Uh, wow.
2: And I was going to keep it for myself, but you know what? It's all about the joy of giving as well. Mm. I actually don't, I'm not attached to it. Um, I was like, okay, so I've actually got the fabric. So I've had the cushion made and it's, I've just got to sand it. And that you wouldn't believe it on um, Australia. Well, on January 26th, which is the day that um, we had a public holiday. <laughs> I'm trying to be very um, correct. Uh, here, but, yeah. Um, the everybody else was out partying with their friends. And I was in my garage sanding away a table and painting this table, another table, another project that brings me joy, Erin, the, like I got lost in it. I was like upside down, like trying to get underneath it with my paintbrush. Um, it's, it was a, it's a console table. Somebody else gave me that as well. So people just want to give me this, you know, furniture. And they're like, here, do what you want with it. So I was going to do it white with black handles and, you know, now I'm like, actually, I'm going to do sea green with a a natural top. So it's just really fun, you know, and that Mm. lights me up. That brings me joy and something, and maybe I'll keep it or not, you know, I love to share it around. And if it brings other people joy, I love that, you know. And I
1: think there's just so much, you know, what brings us joy individually is so individual, is so different. But I think what, even just as you're talking about it, you can visibly say that you're so lit up, but there's just something in there about flow. Mm. You know, that the theme that I got as you're speaking about that is something that you are so in the moment with, you are so grounded into and just so in flow when you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like I lost track of time. I was literally out there for probably two or three hours and just um, painting and well, I was priming it at that point. But, you know, I'm, and it's not, I'm not rushed. I don't feel like it's, it's still, you know, three quarters of the way complete. Um, I need to go out and do it some more, but I, you know, flow, it's that flow. Do I feel like doing that today? No, not, not so much. Mm. So it's, it's also honoring that the nudge or the feeling of Um, when I do feel like I want to complete something and and there's no pressure because the only person that's putting pressure on ourselves is you. And so I just, the opposite of flow, (laughs) you know, the (laughs) opposite of flow is pressure, putting pressure on yourself. And that just makes me feel stressed. So I feel like, Oh, I'm just going to honor that. And then I get to give somebody, I mean, you know, obviously for my time and my effort and my materials, people pay me, but I just love seeing breathing new life into something too.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's beautiful in itself, right? You know, something else not ending up in landfill and having a whole new life. And there's a whole other kind of side to that as well. But I think just tapping into the way that that makes you feel. Mm. um and you know when we talk about things having energy and vibrations and frequencies you know the more we do those sorts of things that bring us joy and light us up that is when that flows into other areas of our life right yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right I think that is a beautiful place to wrap up this lovely chat please tell us where we can find you. Obviously, I'll drop everything into the show notes, but tell us where we can find you, what's happening for you at the moment. And yeah, over to you. Okay. Well, yeah,
2: there's a couple of places. I actually hang out mainly on Instagram. I've chosen my platform. I love Instagram. It brings me so much joy um, and distraction. Um, So (laughs) I'm I'm at Jenny Ottaway, Um, really simple. Um, Then I also have a website, which is also JennyOttaway.com. And there you can sign up for my newsletter, or you can sign up for whatever um, uh, one-on-one coaching. Uh, You can see what I'm involved in for my programs. And I am also, I have my podcast, which is the foundation of you. So um, just those are the things, those keep me busy. I am loving, I love just creating and being uh, out there and sharing my experiences with the hopes that you know, people either want to work with me so that I can help them to be the best that they can be, or even just listen to, um, r- relate, and just you know, f- know that they're not alone.
1: Absolutely, thank you so much, beautiful Jenny. I have loved this chat. Of course, we knew that we would. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I thank you. Chat. We could chat forever, but um, I know thank you so much for um your words of wisdom sharing you know so vulnerably your story part of your story and your experience and yes yeah, so i will wrap it up there thank you everybody for joining us and i will see you on the next episode Bye. thank you so much bye